Oh my goodness. Mic drop all over the place. <laughs> Literally, we are dropping our mics everywhere. This is the best one <laughs> ever. Days. Yeah, yeah, just dropping mics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's finish off strong. Okay. And then you go build a kitchen or something. Yes, yes. <laughs> Welcome back to the Modern Lady Podcast. You're listening to episode 34. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Lindsay, and today we're defining what we think a modern lady is. Yes, eight months into recording this weekly podcast, and we realized that we never actually defined who or what we believe the modern lady to be. And though it certainly won't be an exhaustive list, and we're sure to miss important qualities and characteristics in the name of brevity, we're hoping to begin this conversation now and develop it with you all over the upcoming summer months. But first, we are so happy that you're here joining us today and hope that you love this episode of the Modern Lady Podcast as much as we love recording it. When you take a minute to comment, review, rate, and subscribe to us, it helps our little podcast becomes more visible in the vast world of podcasts, and it also makes Michelle and I very, very happy. This week's shout out goes to Maddie Wilson 95 who gave us another five-star review and said, quote, absolutely love this podcast. From the etiquette tip to the what we are loving this week segment of the show, this podcast is chock full of motivation for whatever age you are. I love that these ladies are making being homemakers something to be proud of. We are told our value is in the career we have, but this podcast truly makes you think about the impact homemakers have and how badly our society needs them. I myself have been inspired to be a better wife, mom, friend, and hostess. So thank you, ladies. Keep up the hard work. Your impact is so much bigger than you realize. End quote. Thank you so much for your kind words, Maddie. Truly, comments like these give us the inspiration to continue connecting with you and learning alongside this amazing community. So if you want to leave us a comment and a review, you can do so on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com, or you can leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram, where you can find us at The Modern Lady Podcast. But before we get into today's chat, Lindsay has our Modern Lady Tip of the Week. While watching a show last night from the late 1980s, cough, cough, murder, she wrote. <laughs> I was going to ask. <laughs> you knew it. Yeah. Um, I noticed that, some, that men were still standing up as women entered the room at that time in the late 80s. This is something very noticeable in all of the old movies and TV shows, but perhaps not something that many of us have seen in the real world, especially over the last 20 years or so. According to the website debretz.com, it is always polite to stand up when someone enters the room for the first time. Traditionally, it was courteous for men to stand when women entered the room, but today it is proper etiquette for everyone to stand when someone new enters the room regardless of gender. It is in very bad taste to offer your hand and greeting to shake to someone who is standing if you are still seated, unless you are elderly or infirm. It has always been proper for younger people to stand when their elders enter the room, and this is something that we have become very lax about. Our children often have their faces pointed to a screen when their elders enter a room and barely mumble a hello. Sadly, I've been guilty of this with my own kids. 
and this is something that we should all commit to changing in our homes. When a new person enters our home, our children need to put down their devices, stand up, and properly greet the guest in a clear and polite way. This same standing up etiquette applies when you're at restaurants too, but with one small difference. If you can't stand up all the way without causing too much of a disruption, then you can kind of do like a half stand as you greet someone, and you can reach out your hand to shake theirs when you're half standing. This demonstrates your intention to stand, but frees you up from having to stand up the whole way. Oh, that's good about the restaurant because sometimes those restaurants are small and they kind of yeah. pack you all in there, right? It is awkward to stand yeah. up. And but the booths, I'm like, this isn't, you can't do oh, that yes. in a booth like at a restaurant. So it's really if you're at a finer place with all the, the chairs. That's very true. I didn't even think about the booths. But you know what? Um, this is actually something that growing up, me and my cousins were taught mm-hmm. um, when we were younger. I remember being called by all of our moms. Uh, when someone new entered the house, they mm-hmm. would call us from our play. And there were 18 of us oh, wow. <laughs> on my mom's side. <laughs> wow. So-and-so's here. And we'd all have to come and greet the person. And then we could go play again, you know, and um, yeah, you're right. Like at the time it was super annoying (laughs) to have to disrupt it. But now as as an adult, I do feel like it's um, a knee jerk reaction for me. If someone comes in, I I feel like I need to stand up or I I feel like I need to do something to greet them. So, you know, it it may not be um, too late to revive something like that. And I think it's such a an easy way to show consideration in uh, a simple greeting to your guests. For all the talk these days about feminism, there isn't much by way of discourse or discussion, at least in the mainstream media and the culture, on what it actually means to be a woman, let alone a lady. Right, Lindsay? That's right. I read a quote this week that goes as follows. To me, a lady is not frilly, flouncy, flippant, frivolous, and fluff-brained, but she is gentle. She is gracious. This was said by Elizabeth Elliot. Michelle, you read up on Elizabeth Elliot a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, right after you sent me that quote, because yeah. <laughs> her name seemed familiar, um, and I liked the quote, but I couldn't put my finger on who she was. So uh, yeah, speaking of modern ladies, she is one. Here is one for you. Mm-hmm. Um So briefly, you know, she married her husband, Jim Elliott, when she was 23. And the two of them shortly after that moved to Ecuador to work as missionaries with the, oh man, I'm going to say... (laughs) I'm ready for it. Quechua, Quechua Indians. We'll say Quechua Indians. Um, And so her husband, Jim, was actually killed by a neighboring tribe who they were trying to reach as missionaries at the time. And Mm. he was killed along with several other men. Uh, And they, Jim and Elizabeth, had a 10-month-old baby girl (gasps) at that point. Uh, Here's the kind of amazing thing, not kind of, the the truly amazing thing, is that after this happened, Elizabeth stayed in Ecuador with her daughter and she continued her husband's work. So she found a woman who was willing to teach her the language of the tribe that killed her husband. And eventually she made enough of a contact with them that she and her daughter actually lived (gasps) with that tribe for five years. I have goosebumps. Uh, Actual I know. Oh my <laughs> That's gosh. why I'm like, this woman is absolutely incredible. Uh, and then they returned to the U.S. after that. Wow. And when she returned, um, you know, she authored books. She had a radio show 
so a lady after her own heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> she taught. Um, she remarried. I mean, this woman lived a very full, full life. And I think she died when she was in her late 80s uh, wow. rather recently. So, yeah, I just I, I thought, like, what better way to start off this look about what a lady is than this woman and her life was so focused and ordered on serving other people. Right. And right. ultimately, God. So I was flabbergasted. Very inspired. Yeah. Well, you and I, Michelle, had spent many hours, a few hours mulling over names for this podcast. And we didn't realize, right, how hard (laughs) naming a podcast is. It's a very complicated process. It needs to be short, yet sum up everything the podcast is about in like two to three words. (laughs) That's right. Right. And so we had many different word combos. And but we kept going back to the word lady, like we were trying to fit lady in. And then but you know, both of us love history and we love all things vintage, but we're also modern moms. We're educated. We're strong. We're women in charge of our own futures. And we're both women entrusted with raising our own sons and daughters. And so, you know, this isn't just historical ladyship, although we both love that. Um, We're definitely modern ladies. And when we started saying that and that those words were just perfect together all of these different women popped into our head just like the one you're just saying like women like her whose stories you don't often hear about and when the more we learn about them I'm like she's exactly a modern lady this is the type of woman that I look up to and I want my daughters to know about Mm -hmm. yeah because even like being a a modern lady there is uh, a bit of it to do with your um aesthetic I guess you know Mm -hmm. we had that episode about charm back in the fall Um, and and we'll talk about that in a little bit too but even when you look at pictures of someone like Elizabeth Elliot who we would think of as a modern lady it's what shines through her Mm -hmm. eyes I feel like I don't even know how to describe it in her pictures right she is um, composed and poised and she looks like she has this confidence and this ease with herself right and I think when you and I kind of went through who we thought were modern ladies they came from all different time periods and all different circumstances but they did seem to have these uh, similar qualities and characteristics in common I love that you said poised and confident because those are the first two descriptors I put under what I think a modern lady is. So we're Mm -hmm. obviously on the same page. Um, (laughs) So for me, like a modern lady, she can walk into a room and she can take command of that room with her very presence. She isn't commanding, but somehow her presence has that. I hate to say the word aura, but you know what I mean, that aura Mm -hmm. about her. Mm -hmm. She is dressed appropriately for her body type and for the occasion. Her clothing clothing is classic, but it's well-made and it's it's age appropriate. A lady knows how to walk well in high heels. She keeps her back straight, you know, good posture. And I think her chin is held high, but not too high, right? (laughs) She's not snooty with her nose in (laughs) the air. Not (laughs) haughty. That's right. Um, She makes good eye contact with everybody. She doesn't fidget. And she's able to communicate well with everyone she encounters. You know, she's well-versed in many topics and knows the art of conversation well. She knows when to listen, when to speak. And she also speaks with that same polite tone to everyone she encounters, whether it's the person like begging her groceries or the leader of a country. So she just knows when and how to use humor. She can be playful and joyful, but her sense of humor is always in good taste and is appropriate to the setting and the company she is in. Hmm. Oh, that is good. Yes. So if you didn't feel <laughs> like you weren't overwhelmed with the qualities you needed to shoot for before, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. No, but I, I, I know what you're saying. And actually, we kind of talked about wanting to do an episode. And often we have these ideas and we're not sure how to develop them past that initial idea point yeah. of this idea of uh, walking into a room or yeah. entering a room because it seems so important. That's the first impression that someone will have of anybody as a gentleman or of a lady. Yep. And you and I've talked about, we're like, how do we talk about that on a podcast? Mm-hmm. So one day if Michelle and I open an etiquette school, we'll teach everybody how to do that. But oh, yes. <laughs> it's like these, you and I've talked about doing a whole episode on like how to have proper conversation. Well, these threads kind of work their way through everything, mm-hmm. our whole message. And so a lot of it's in this one as well. And, you know, a lady employs good manners all the time. And this is not an old fashioned thing. And this is something that I think we all have a desire to kind of learn again. And the other thing, like you're saying, if if we aren't intimidated after hearing that whole list about being a woman, uh, about being a proper lady, when you're in the presence of a lady like that, you just know it, right? You can just Mm. feel it from her, Mm. but you're not intimidated by her. If she does it well, she's gracious. She's a, she's a wonderful hostess and she has a desire to make you and everybody else feel welcome. And, and when this is done well, these women inspire us. They don't make us feel bad about ourselves. Right. That is actually the definition of charm. Is it? I remember looking that up. Yeah. For the charm episode. Um, mm. It's charm is the ability to put other people at ease. Ooh. So yeah, when you say that someone is, is very charming, it's just someone who, like you said, when you sit with them, you admire them, but you don't feel uh, less than them. Yeah. I love mm. that. You know what? These things um, come to some women naturally, but I think only a very small percentage of people have that just naturally as part of their character. I think for the most part, these these great ladies throughout history, they have been properly formed and they've had to learn these skills and they've practiced it and they've perfected mm. it. I mean, that's why charm schools and etiquette schools were so huge for so many years and are huge again in developing countries right now that are just coming into some money or countries that have come out of communism. Um, right. Etiquette schools are huge. And um, you and I worked over we had different women in mind that we talked about and we've talked about doing many bio episodes of some women, but Michelle, do you have a couple of women that pop into your mind that exemplify what a modern lady is? I do. So the women I was thinking is, um, watching the crown mm-hmm. <laughs> has made me all heart eyes for queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Both the Claire Foy version and yes. the real life version. <laughs> um, yeah, even more than, you know, we're big fans of the show Victoria, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But more than Victoria, I think Queen Elizabeth II, because I see her having to come up against a lot of this similar struggles that we have yeah. in our modern age. And she deals with them so well. Like, yeah, I know she's this is the a epitome. Show, but, no, but yeah. <laughs> like she is the top of the list for sure. <laughs> That's right. So her, um, you mentioned Audrey Hepburn. I mm. love her style, the way that she's able to encapsulate classic style without being um, too flash in the pan trendy, right. um, but also look chic. I love right. that. And she was such a humanitarian, right? right? So yes, not only was she yes. stunning in the style icon, then she like gave it all away to do good work throughout the world. I think she was a UNICEF ambassador or something like that. And so mm. just that balance again of style and poise and just elegance and then wanting to put all others, you know, ahead of her. So just yeah. incredible. What about you? I 
I ha- I I did my three, and then a few more women just popped into my head. So I just have a bunch of women here, and I think that when we share, even I love what you said about how there's women in our real lives that we could immediately point to. But I mm-hmm. think this exercise of saying some that everybody will know will really help um, them understand what our intention was with the words "modern lady." Um, right. So you know, just like the Queen, top of my list is the Duchess of Cambridge, Kate Middleton. Oh um, my goodness! Yes. Right, just an mm-hmm. well put together woman, um, very well spoken. She's championing uh, mental health causes in the UK. Just outstanding. Um, Michelle Obama, just strong, funny, intelligent, well-dressed, just cares about children. She seems like she truly cares about people. Um, Mm -hmm. Really loved her. Um, Nigella Lawson, obviously. (laughs) She is like the (laughs) ultimate inspiration for this. And right down to Candace Cameron. You know uh, Candace Cameron Mm, Bure? Yes. DJ Tanner? Um, (laughs) She is well-spoken. She's raised outstanding kids. I mean, again, from what we've seen on social media. Um, And she's like trendy for her age but just carries herself very well and anyway she's she's a great person to follow as well yeah she is a good one too and you know what i think it's also something important to note that um when we're talking about these women that we uphold as examples um of ladylike qualities or mannerisms it's not that's not necessarily all that we feel is essential for women, you know, to, is to be interested in fashion or beauty or decorating right. to be considered feminine, but uh, that we don't have to feel like we need to shy away from being interested in those things either. You know, so I believe women do have a natural tendency towards the beautiful and a desire to make things beautiful or to make things that are beautiful through art or crafting or homemaking or cooking. Um it's something really important that the world needs this mind for beauty. And it just brought up one point. Um, this might people, some people may find this controversial, but I, I'm going to bring it up. And <laughs> if you know me, you know how I shy from controversy. So <laughs> you know how important <laughs> this is go. for me. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I say it because I don't think it needs to be controversial. So I'll frame it in that. But that we do have a mind towards different things than men and that that is not only okay, but it's good. Um, You know, I don't think that needs to be controversial, that being a lady (laughs) and being feminine and living out true womanhood, embracing your womanhood, this doesn't automatically make us less than men. And the world seems to want us to believe that, that we cannot enjoy our femininity and be smart and clever and capable. Right. That we can be equal, but not the same. And I believe a truly ladylike woman is able to recognize that she is different from a man and that, yeah, that it's a good. And it doesn't mean she can't do a lot of the things that men can, just that in certain areas, she as a woman thrives. And yep. conversely, in some areas, men as men just seem to thrive. And she can be confident in the goodness of this truth and that there's no need for her to carry that weight is what I'm trying to say of that burden right. or have that edge of feeling like she always has to prove herself because we don't need to prove ourselves. We already are who we are are right that's our value because of who we are (laughs) no it's very confusing but yeah no it makes sense (laughs) you know this is not a battle of the sexes it isn't us versus them it's about us acknowledging that we do have different personality traits and yeah, yeah that's okay and it's normal and we both bring different gifts to the table you know this is a podcast by women for women and so it should go without saying that we are 
very aware um, that it can appear that we were putting all of the onus on women to improve themselves as well with topics like this. But we also know that there's a whole other code of conduct for proper gentlemen. And honestly, I've kind of seen the trend of men desiring to kind of grow in this area and to learn proper etiquette more than I've seen with women in the last few years, which is why Michelle and I talked originally about doing a podcast like this, I've seen like, um, well, especially in Catholic circles, the Catholic gentlemen and the Maccabee society and these things with men wanting to like learn these things. And I didn't see that happening in, in the female world. And, you know, I'd even go so far as to say that I think this whole quote hipster trend that we have seen in men over the last few years has kind of been their answer to trying to reclaim what their idea of traditional masculinity is like with proper grooming, you know, the beards and beard balms and combs okay yeah yeah and their well-styled hair and the return of the barber right the like has anybody even noticed the return of the barber shop in the last couple of years um you know these these hipster men have wanting to have a good knowledge of music um so they can discuss it and a desire to serve cocktails and like beer that has been really properly made and understand what goes into beer and they want to have a say in how their houses look not even in a quote feminine way they're like wanting to build furniture for their houses and like take salvaged pieces and construct new things from it and and when i look at this to me it's just how young men are trying to find their place i guess kind of as a modern lad if you will yes (laughs) (laughs) oh i love that yes that's so true so when we were thinking about things that a lady is not and we never want to make it into like a negative you know we really want to talk about all the things that a lady is but Mm -hmm. we should address this too and so a lady technically when you read back over all the old etiquette tips a lady is never rude she doesn't engage in gossip she knows how to control her voice and tone meaning that she's not too loud in public she eats in a polite way she's not scarfing down food in her car (laughs) we've all done it we've all done it um or while walking (laughs) a lady doesn't overshare about her personal life a lady is not late for appointments. Sorry about that. That's me. And is oh she isn't running around frazzled all day. But she doesn't just pretend to have it all together too, right? While filing apart behind the scenes. And it isn't just for show. It isn't just an Instagram life. A, mm. a true lady is actually working hard within her means, with what she can do to improve upon her situation and her husband's life to the lives of her kids. She doesn't just give up. Like she has bad days like all of us, but she doesn't wallow in it. I think she's Mm. confident enough in her own abilities to know how to handle anything that life throws her way. Wow. Yeah, that's almost exactly what I have too. Oh my gosh, no way. (laughs) When I was thinking, yeah, yeah. We come up with our list sometimes separately, by the way. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And then we like to surprise each other. We do. Um, (laughs) We think we're starting to really think the same, I guess. I, I think so. We're like that um, Fido commercial where the dogs and their owners start to look alike the more oh, time yep. they spend together. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, yes, except our brains. So, yeah, but I I agree. Like, I was thinking about um, when we think about the women that we really admire and respect, one of the differences is that the women who really seem ladylike, they really are concerned about the actual work that needs doing. Mm, And whether that's, you know, in her career or at home, raising the kids or volunteering, uh, you know, rather than the opportunity for praise that it brings Mm, or attention. Right. So um, the truly ladylike feminine women I know are busy (laughs) with the work itself. And I, I think that's really 
beautiful. Yeah. Um, they're able to do so much good while being unencumbered by the media or social media or that idea of who is watching us, like we discussed a few weeks ago. Um, and maybe what I'm trying to say is that being ladylike is not about being self-serving or being self-interested. Right. And that's very easy to pick out. Um, yeah. But on the flip but on the flip side, like what you were saying too, um, I also think that being ladylike isn't always subscribing to self-pity or right. making yourself a martyr or a victim all the time, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think part of the reason why those feminine women we admire seem so poised all the time is because they have taken care of themselves to a certain extent. Yes. It's easier to uh, be patient and gracious <laughs> when you've worked a prudent self-care into your routines. Oh my goodness, um, yes. <laughs> yeah, like resting, like sleeping, the novel idea of sleeping. Um, mm. If you can, if you don't have a baby, that's a different right. story. <laughs> but, you know, eating well, being active. Notice I didn't say working out because I strongly <laughs> dislike working out, but that's a conversation for another day. Uh, they just put a good face forward and it doesn't have to be that perky face you're talking about or the fully made up face or the right. always smiling face. But it is a face that is alert and that's taking things in and is pleasant in its expression. That's right. And I think exactly like what you were just saying that when we do these things, even though we're doing it from a not selfish place, there are benefits that come back to us. And you were mentioning some of these. And one of the things is that you do end up feeling better about yourself. And mm. so it isn't a fake smile. Like you were saying, like it's a genuine place of peace and happiness that starts to come when you do this. You know, we don't want to believe this, but we've, it's been shoved down our throats that being the hot mess version of ourselves is okay. But I think very few women are truly happy with themselves when their life and their person is in disarray. And so you'll feel more confident in every situation when you start to work on a few of these things. While we like to pretend that these sorts of things don't really matter anymore, they still do. I mean, it could be your promotion at work, your husband's promotion, your existing friendships, or maybe you're kind of suffering with friendships right now and you need to make new friendships or even the connections that we need to make at our kids' schools or at their extracurriculars to help with their futures. All of these situations are incredibly important, whether we like it or not. And we have within us the power to influence every single person that we interact with. And this is huge. And so when we develop our ladylike skills, um, it can really benefit so many more areas of our life than we even think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like going back to kind of what we were saying about the differences between men and women and how um, each separately embraced can bring a really full picture to the table that we might be missing otherwise, um, even just amongst women, mm. you know, when we all kind of have an ability to embrace what makes us all collectively women mm -hmm. while also being ourselves with our different personalities and our gifts and talents what a boon that is to every community from oh, your family goodness. community yes. to your larger community like how amazing would that be to be united and yet bring so many different pieces to the table 
Yeah. And like what you're just saying, like a cap- these are capable ladies. I love the word capable. And so she mm-hmm. can take care of herself. She can arrange flowers and check the oil in her car. And this is the type of woman that continually wants to improve herself, her skills, her knowledge. She isn't just leaning on her husband. You know, she isn't shy and totally dependent. She's competent. She's resourceful. She gets stuff done. And so like you just said, what a massive um, benefit that is to all of our communities and to our families if we become those women because women do get stuff done and we are really good multitaskers those are natural traits that women have and so when we really step up and rise up to that challenge it can just benefit everybody yeah you're right and you know just this idea that having confidence in yourself and self-awareness of yourself even to that that is a very attractive quality right people are naturally attracted to people who are good with themselves. Um, And that's not something that comes very easily to us these days. I think we kind of are kind of led to believe that we're never enough and we're never good enough. And that takes, we take a real hit on a daily basis, especially as women. Um, But working to develop that confidence and the self-awareness, it translates into a respect for yourself And when you're comfortable with yourself, you can then look out towards other people. And I think uh, we can all sense that, you know, when someone isn't so overly concerned about how they're coming across or what they need to be doing right now or how, you know, what they look like right now, we, I think we can kind of sense that this is a person we can go to then uh, to ask for help or to be comforted or to ask for advice or guidance. And we have the ability to learn how to be that woman for one another and for the other people in our lives too. You're totally right. And I like what you said. You said the words personal development. And so um, I know you and I both firmly believe that a modern lady is committed to her own personal development. You know, she does what she can in her season of life. We talk about that all the time Mm -hmm. to gain new skills, to grow, to learn more. You know, we think we have it so hard, <laughs> but all it takes is a few minutes of studying what womanhood has looked like in history to learn that we truly never had it so easy. It's not to say that there aren't hard days, but it's really in comparison with how it's been in the past. We do have it fairly easy. And I personally see no reason why we can't as women, as working women, as stay-at-home moms, as moms with toddlers, as homeschoolers, why we can't strive to be the best version of ourselves. And think about that. We aren't asking you to be the best woman ever or the best woman on Instagram or the best mom at your kid's school. We want to encourage all of you ladies to be the best version of you that you can be at this time in your life. So learn some new skill. Do you want to know about wine, right? So that you can pair it well when you're hosting dinners, then learn about it. There are countless courses in schools and online things and YouTube videos where you can learn about that. Do you want to learn to sew so you can make some custom vintage style dresses that you've always been wanting to wear but didn't know where to buy? Then learn to sew. Again, there's like tutorials everywhere. Do you want to be the lady that other moms want to know at the playground because you are kind and thoughtful and trustworthy? Then practice those virtues. You have to practice that. Do you feel like there's a voice in your head that's been calling you to get out of your yoga pants every day and then dress up a little bit more? Then do it. There is a reason why we all love Audrey Hepburn and Jackie Kennedy and Princess Diana and Grace Kelly. Sure, they had lives and opportunities that most of us cannot even dream of, but you can be that woman in your own house 
if that's what you desire. There is nothing old fashioned or out of date about having good manners and good taste. And luckily, both of these things can be learned and both don't cost a single thing. Okay, it's time for our What We're Loving This Week segment of the show. So Lindsay, what have you been loving this week? Michelle, when I was writing up my notes for this, there was only one thing that popped into my mind, and this is going to seem sappy, but I'm loving my girlfriends. I'm loving all the women in my life. You know what? I'm just so thankful for all of the ladies that I know in my life. So each woman inspires me to be better. So um, we're starting some pretty major home renovations as I'm sharing on Instagram. And so many of my friends have already offered to bring us meals or have us over for dinner. And many are offering childcare help or a place for me to go with the kids during the day. And you, Michelle, have offered all of these things. And you've been so patient with me regarding the podcast and how busy I am. And we're going to I'm going to be tearing down my kitchen the minute we finish recording today. And so I'm just, I keep reflecting about how I'm surrounded by the very women that we have described in this episode, strong, beautiful, well-spoken, gentle, loving, holy, hilarious women. And I'm not intimidated by them. You know what? I allow myself to be edified by each one of you because you all bring so much to me. So I am loving my girlfriends. Wow. Oh my gosh, we should just end the show here. <laughs> no. I don't know how to even follow that up. <laughs> that was Oh wow. Well, you know what? Right back to you, Lindsay. Oh, thank right? You. Like uh it takes a whole community and we all have something to share and you in in return inspire so many of us oh, too. Goodness. So yeah. Well, what are you loving this week? Well, I am going to share another book. Mm-hmm. I am very close to being finished it. Um so I'll recommend it without finishing it. And if it turns out to be a dud, I'll make sure to update, I don't know, my Insta stories or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the book is Dear Mrs. Bird by A.J. Pierce. So this book is a great wartime style book. Uh, it's in the same vein as uh, the Guernsey Literary and Potato oh. Peel Pie Society. Yeah. Yeah. So if you liked that one, you will enjoy this one too. This one's a little bit more plot driven, I find, as opposed to Guernsey was maybe a little bit more character driven. Yeah. It's a really clever book and there is heart to it as as well as lightheartedness. So I would recommend Dear Mrs. Bird by A.J. Pierce. Okay, that's going to do it for us this week. And if you want to get in touch and chat with us about our topic today, you can find us on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com or leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram at The Modern Lady Podcast. I'm Michelle Sachs, and you can find me on Instagram at mmsachs. And I'm Lindsay Murray, and I have recently changed my Instagram handle, so now you can find me at Lindsay Homemaker. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, and we will see you next time. Thank you.